Amen. Amen. You can be seated. Thank you, Lean. Thank you, team, uh, for leading us in worship this morning. It always is good to be in the presence of uh, the family, the church family, uh, and responding to who God is and uh, being reminded of uh, who God is. And um, I'm excited to be back um, uh, in uh, opening scripture this morning uh, with you. Um, If we have not had a chance to meet, my name is uh, Dave Jacobson, one of the pastors here at City on a Hill. And uh, for the last several weeks, um, I have... um, been uh, on a bit of a preaching break, um, so uh, that included some rest, um, some family fun, um, some catching up on some projects, both at home and here um, around the uh, church, and then um, and then also uh, just kind of a chance to um, study a bit and kind of get ready for the fall and get ready for uh, the year ahead. And so um, if you've been with us, you know that we've had some guest uh, preachers uh, that have been uh, joining us, and um, it's been great. We've had uh, each of them, I think, has been able to build up and kind of pour into our church uh, in different ways and thankful for each and every one of them. And uh, I want to just begin as we get ready to open God's word this morning to sort of set up where we're going to be uh, in a new sort of mini sermon series that we're going to be in for uh, the next um, uh, several weeks. Um, in this season, uh, in the last month, when I was able to change uh, gears a bit, uh, some of you know our family. Um, moved at the end of May, and so as we were working on some projects and sort of getting settled and then kind of giving us a chance to sort of try and unplug, Um, and in that, you know, just some extra time of study, extra time in God's Word, extra time of prayer, and just first off, I think the the practice that I've kind of put, the the sort of habit that I try and follow is taking some time each year and just connecting with the Lord in a fresh way and trying to recharge, so to speak, those batteries and to be reminded of the goodness and the greatness of God and, and to just connect in my own heart before I seek to um, seek him on the direction of our church. And, um, and so just seeking him for uh, my, my own life, seeking him for our family, seeking him for uh, the direction of the church, and just really excited about uh, some of the ways that God um, worked and, and just reminded me of his, his power, of his presence, and excited about some of the books and passages and things that we're going to be, uh, ministry that we're going to be doing in the year year ahead, things that we're going to be studying and looking at. Uh, but in all of it, uh, there was sort of this uh, pestering kind of recurring thought that I had. And um, I wonder if you can um, relate. Uh, this last month, I think I kind of came to the place that I really just felt uh, sort of weary. Um, there's kind of this prevailing um, uh, sort of uh, uh, just kind of exhaustion and um, feeling like, uh, I don't know how to describe it other than like my tank isn't totally full, the batteries aren't totally charged, like, you know, wanting to give more, feeling like I should be giving more, um, because we're supposed to be uh, all in, right, and excited, like things are uh, back, like we're we're open now and, and we can go places and do things and all of this is sort of happening. And so I kept thinking that I should be feeling more refreshed than I did. Uh, but the, the kind of prevailing thought I had is, man, I'm just, I'm sort of winded. Like, you know, um, I'm, I'm actually, I'm turning 40 this year, okay? So um, uh, sometimes I go up the stairs or chase my kids or something, and I'm more winded than I'd like to admit. You know, I'm like, oh man, I should not be winded <laughs> because of that. Um, that, 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 that. That's like a little, uh, little warning light sort of going off. That was sort of the feeling I was having just in my soul, like just feeling like, man, I don't think I should be feeling weary right now. I should be encouraged. There's a lot of exciting things happening. I should be um, energized. I should be ex- uh, looking forward to what's next and, and, and ready to go. And what I kept feeling was, I'm just not there yet. I don't know if you can relate. 
I think you might be able to, because as I began to share that with others, I, I began to share that with some, um, uh, some friends of mine, some pastors that I um, uh, kind of connect with, uh, as I shared with uh, some of the leaders in our church, as I shared with uh, just some of you, um, you know, just in conversation, some of you have heard me say these very things. I've shared that with our small group, and, and just as I've heard, I, I realized that I wasn't alone. I think a lot of us are feeling this collective feeling of weariness, and we're sort of conflicted and a little bit challenged as to what to do with it. Because, again, we've just kind of walked through uh, what we've come to know as all these affectionate names, right? We just call it COVID. We call it the pandemic. We call it whatever it is. We've kind of walked through two plus years of challenges and difficulty, uh, many more on top of just that, right? We've just walked through so much. And, and, and it's kind of like one of those things, maybe this happens in your family when you're like, it's just better if we just stop talking about that, right? Can we just like pretend that that didn't happen and just sort of like move on? And I think some of us are sort of in that place and we're like, can we just ignore what happened for the last couple of years um, and, and, and just sort of just move beyond it because I'm sort of tired of it. But here's the reality that I think I figured out or kind of came to the place I came to in my own soul is whether we want to admit it or not, what we've walked through and, and we have walked through something, it's affected us in probably more ways than we would like to acknowledge or even recognize. I think there is a weariness. I think there is a, a, a toll that's been taken on our, uh, on our emotions, on our uh, physical beings, on our uh, spiritual uh, walk and, and just relationship. I think some of those things have been tested and some of those things have been depleted and some of those things are not quite at the level that we'd like to see them at. And so the question that I began asking, and hopefully you're asking a similar one, is then how do we get back, right? How do we, how do we fill the tank again? How do we re-energize and re-strengthen and restart and all of this? How do we get back? And the thing that the prevailing thought that I've just kind of seen over and over again and God has been reminding me of in so many various ways is that the only way the only way that this is gonna happen for any of us is through our abiding relationship with Jesus Christ. There are so many other places that I think we try to look, but the thing that I just kept hearing the Lord say to me over and over again is, I can fill you up. I can give you the strength you need. I can restore your strength. I can give it to you. And really it comes down to and comes back to our union, our relationship, our abiding in Christ. And so what I want to do, church, is um, I kind of want to walk this out with you over the next few weeks together. Uh, sometimes what I like to do is really seek the Lord and, and have him kind of challenge my own heart. And then I sort of come with this polished package thing. Like, let me show and share, you know, the way that God has already worked and already shown me and some of these things. I'm just going to be honest and say, I'm like right in the middle of it. So I'm kind of studying this, this passage that we're looking at together. Um, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of working through it with you. And, and, and I would love to kind of walk this out together over the next few weeks. So we're turning to a, a familiar passage. The Good Shepherd um, is, is, uh, is, is what we're going to call it. But we're going to be in Psalm chapter 23, uh, the 23rd Psalm. And so if you have your Bible, I encourage you to take it out, open it up, turn there. I'd love for you to see. And this is... Uh, what we can just acknowledge right off the bat is a very familiar uh, set of verses in Scripture. You may, have not, you may not know any other Scripture, but my guess is you've heard or said or uh, may even memor have memorized, whether you know it or not, the 23rd Psalm. It's a super familiar uh, passage for us. 
And the reason it's familiar is because there are some incredible truths within this. And sometimes I think we have a tendency to uh, sort of, because it's familiar, we know the truth that's contained in it. And so we sort of skip over it. And, and I, think, um, I think if we do that, we're missing out on some really incredible truth that God has for us right here in uh, this psalm. And so what I want to do is, uh, my hope is, is that we would look to this psalm and see some of the things, some of the truth that, that David, King David, uh, was walking in. Because um, we need to be reminded, this, this isn't... Um, this psalm uh, came to us. It was an overflow and kind of a working out of, of what was happening in the life of David. Uh, he penned this psalm. And so if you know anything about David, you know that he experienced some really, really low lows. And he experienced some really, really high highs. I mean, his life was the peaks and the valleys. We see that played out more than any other author of scripture. I think we see his heart poured out in the way that he wrote and penned some of these psalms. But what we want to do is take a slow look through this psalm for the next several weeks. And, and my hope is, is this, is with a little bit of summer that we have left, right? We love summer in Wisconsin. It is, it is where this, this part of the country shines. It has been so beautiful out and so much. And I keep saying, I'm like, man, I don't want this to go away, right? Um, I, I'm reminded that I, I, I was moving some stuff in my garage the other day and saw my snow shovel and I'm like, oh my goodness. I don't, <laughs> like, it just like reminded me, you know, I'm trying to find a place for my snow blower, hoping that I never have to pull it out again. But the reality is that those days are coming, right? So we have a little bit of summer left. And, and here's the thing that I want to make sure that we're doing is that we get the rest that we need. Because things do kind of ramp up in the fall, especially those of you that have kids still around, right? As school begins and some of the activities re return, even if you don't have kids, somehow it's just like fall kind of picks up speed, right? That summer uh, lull, that summer kind of rest kind of fades off and then things are back at it. And my fear is, is that we're going to hit the ground and not have anything to run on. And so we want to look to the place that rest is truly found. And so we're going to look to scripture and we're going to use this psalm to just sort of peel back some, um, some truth for us, remind us of some things that would help us in our abiding relationship, this, this union with Christ, right? We're not learning a ton of doctrine through this. We're not learning a ton of do's and don'ts and all those kind of things. What we're going to do is just be reminded of who Christ is and what our relationship looks like uh, with him. That's my hope for where we're going in uh, these next uh, several weeks together. So if you would, uh, can we do this? Um, let us, uh, can we stand together and let's read this psalm out loud. Um, we'll stand in honor of the uh, word of the Lord and uh, just to give and draw our attention to it. Um, we'll put it up here on the screen and uh, we can read it here uh, together. It says this, read it out loud with me. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me. In the presence of my enemies, you anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. 
Let me just pray before we sit. God, thank you for your word. God, thank you for the abiding relationship that you have invited us into through your son, Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray that you would uh, just remind us this morning as we uh, now look to your word about who you are and the way that you are present, God, the way that you are working. Lord, I pray that you would, uh, as your psalm says, uh, restore our souls. God, would you do that uh, this morning? Would you do that over the next uh, several weeks together? God, would you uh, give us what we need? God, we look to you and we look to your word and we ask for your power full working in it. We pray this in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. You can be seated. Some of you grew up doing that. It feels weird not to stand. And so that you got to kind of scratch that itch for you a little bit as we uh, stand for uh, the reading of God's word. Well, um, here's what we're going to see this morning. We're just going to kind of look at the first verse. And like I said, we're going to kind of take a slow walk through this over the, um, over the next several weeks. And so we're calling uh, this, this, this morning, the, the title of the sermon is My Shepherd. And uh, that gets right at this first point that it says right here in verse one. It says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Here's the truth that I think we need to begin with this morning as we uh, begin this, um, this look at this, uh, at this truth is, is this. Uh, the Lord is my shepherd. I would encourage you if you're taking notes to uh, write that down. But the truth that we need to be reminded of is that the Lord is my shepherd. Let's kind of take this apart here if we can. Uh, the first is you notice that the Lord um, is in all caps. If you've been around um, our church or, or uh, you've, you've probably heard this before, but when you see that, that is um, just the, uh, the writer's uh, little uh, note for us that in the Hebrew, the word being used there is Yahweh. It was the personal name of, of the Lord. It was the name that he gave to his people. It communicates covenant. It communicates uh, an abiding relationship. It communicates presence. And so David is using that name, the personal name of the Lord. He says, the, the Lord, Yahweh, is my shepherd. Now notice the article that he puts in front of shepherd there. He doesn't say ours. He doesn't say yours. He's not teaching the people or trying to instruct them in a truth. What he's saying right now is he says, the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. Everyone do this, if you would. Can you say after me? Can you say my? My. My shepherd. See, there's so much language. Uh, the, the people of Israel were a covenant people. Um, they were uh, seen as the family, and they were seen as um, uh, the, the nation, the, the people of God. And so much of the language that we see throughout the Psalms, throughout Scripture, is our and we and, and all of this community. And that's really important, right? I think if we only focus on the my, if we only focus on the personal and never think about the we, we're missing something that God has for his people. It's meant to be lived in community with each other. We're never meant to do this, this thing uh, alone. He's, he's given us this. But I think, I think what happens here and what is so good for us, what David is trying to remind uh, himself of is the Lord is not just somebody else's shepherd or a shepherd over the people. He is my shepherd. He's the shepherd of my soul. And if we can, if we can just kind of begin there uh, this morning and uh, start here in this place and be reminded that God knows and loves you. He cares intimately for you. And sometimes I think we need to be reminded of that because uh, we oftentimes think that, that God is working out some big plan and it involves a lot of people and a lot of moving parts and a lot of other things. But the reality is, is that your part, your presence, your role in that is just as important as anybody else's. 
God in his infinite wisdom is able to kind of work everybody's story out and he is doing some things for you. He's watching over you. He cares for you. And so he is your shepherd. He's your shepherd. And many times uh, the name that is used in conjunction with this uh, kind of our or we uh, points to uh, God's grandeur and his greatness, right? How many times does scripture refer to God as creator? And it's good, right? We need to be reminded of that, that God is great. He's over all things. He made the heavens and the earth. He made the smallest plant, the smallest animal, the smallest piece and part of those things. He was intimately involved in all of it. He is the creator God. But I think sometimes we think of him as only big and we forget that he is not just um, transcendent, but he is personally involved. And so the name here that we get is my shepherd, my shepherd. And this would have been a title and a picture that was very familiar to the people. Uh, sheep raising was common. Uh, it wasn't uh, something that was um, uh, glamorized. It wasn't something that was sort of sought after. Um, in fact, it was something that was uh, sort of uh, looked down upon. Uh, that wasn't like kind of first date type material. Like you would wait till like second, third date before you sort of revealed that, uh, that kind of, um, you know, hey, by the way, I am, a, I am a shepherd. So it wasn't like kind of esteemed, but it was known. People knew what shepherds did. They knew the care and concern, and they needed them. They were looked to, right? Sheep were, 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 were used in all sorts of different ways, and it was part of their, uh, their economy and their culture and, and all of that. And so they, they knew and needed shepherds, but they had this picture of what the shepherds did. And what shepherds did is they cared for, they led, they looked after the flock. And this picture is now given and kind of transferred to the Lord and saying, Yahweh is my shepherd. He is the one who is guiding after, caring, directing, leading, not just these sheep, but he's leading me as a shepherd leads for and cares for the sheep. What we're gonna do as we walk through the Psalm together is uh, we're gonna spend some time kind of back and forth between this passage and uh, John 10. If you know in John 10, it, it speaks of, Jesus speaks these words where he says, I am the good shepherd. And so as David was writing this, I don't think it was necessarily messianic in nature, not necessarily looking forward to the Lord Yahweh is the shepherd, but we see that that's ultimately fulfilled and embodied in the person of Jesus Christ. So if you want to, you can keep a finger there in Psalm 23 and you can flip over to John chapter 10 and you can look at these uh, verses here which speak about the good shepherd, Jesus Christ, and the way that he is the shepherd. Verse 10 of, of John chapter 10 says this, the thief comes only to st steal, kill, and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. And so what Jesus is saying here is that he is the good shepherd. He is our shepherd. And so this morning, what I would love for us to start as we begin uh, sort of this look and this uh, hope to walk in our abiding relationship with Jesus, I think we need to be reminded of who is this Jesus that we are abiding in. He is our shepherd. He is your shepherd. He cares for your soul so much so that he is willing to lay down his life. He has laid down his life for those who are in need. 
right? We as sheep all have gone astray. He is the one who is leading and guiding in that. And so like a good shepherd, he is taking care of those who need it. The question I think that we need to then ask is, are we listening to him as shepherd and following his voice? It goes on in John chapter 10. It says, uh, I am the good shepherd, verse 14. I know my own and, they, and my own know me just as the father knows me and I know the father. I lay down my life for the sheep and I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them in also and they will listen to my voice. So there'll be one flock with one shepherd. See, the picture that's given of the, the shepherd is, is using his voice to lead and to guide. And what this psalm unfolds for us back in Psalm 23 is it, it unfolds where the good shepherd leads us and where he's taking us. And so in order to lead, in order to, or in order to be led rather, in order to follow uh, the shepherd, we need to know and look for his voice. Uh, I want to kind of illustrate this a little bit with, um, uh, uh, with, by kind of giving this example. The other day, uh, my family went on um, what we call, we have affectionately called an epic walk. Uh, we live kind of over by epic. And um, if you were here last week, Pastor AJ uh, spoke about kind of driving him through and, and he was kind of asking, and I was like, you know what, I just got to show you this thing. It's like, you can't really kind of describe the craziness that is um, epic and their, their campus. So we, we live right there so we can kind of just walk. And so the kids have now affectionately known, they're like, hey, can we go on an epic walk tonight? And, um, and usually as we go on an epic walk, we find something new and we find something that we haven't seen before, especially because we're just kind of, we're, we're brand new. We're just kind of figuring it out. So those of you that are there at Epic, and I know we have many of you, if there's things that we need to make sure that we see and find, um, make a list for us and tell me where, where and how to get there because um, uh, yeah, we'd love to see it all. But what we found the other night was the sheep that are on Epic's campus. I don't know if you know this, but there is like a flock of sheep that are just chilling out there. If you don't know what Epic is, some of you maybe are like, what is this Epic? It's, um, it's just a, a health uh, care software company, right? Um, I think that's what they're still doing. Um, I don't know why sheep and how sheep fit into that, but there are sheep on the campus. And so we are walking past the sheep and they're all just kind of chilling and doing their thing. They're just eating and kind of munching, and it's kind of, uh, you know, sun, sun is setting. It was just beautiful night, and we're kind of walking by, and, um, and then the kids uh, start sort of calling, like, hey, sheep, hey, sheep. You know, they're like, and they're like kissing at, you know, like trying to just get their attention. All of a sudden, the entire flock just comes running over to the fence. And I'm like, wow, that was unexpected. And, uh, and so they're like kind of vying. And so we're like picking up grass and feeding the sheep. And I'm like, I don't even know if you like this kind of grass, but here, try this. You know, it's all I got, sorry. You know, and, and we're kind of feeding these things. And it was just this really unique picture because all of a sudden I'm like, you don't know these guys. Like, why are you, you know, running over and seeing like, what, what are you coming to? And my guess is, is that there's a lot of visitors to this sheep, right? There's a lot of voices. There's a lot of people that are sort of calling out and they've kind of just come to know and, and expect that when there's a visitor, they just go and greet and kind of follow wherever it goes. You see, they responded to, ran to whatever voice uh, was calling out. And what the point or kind of the, 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 the uh, thing that Jesus is trying to illustrate as he speaks to his disciples and what I think ultimately we see here in Psalm 23 is that ultimately the sheep, if they're going to get to where they need to go, if they want to be led into the places that, that are going to comfort, care, uh, 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 that they're going to find rest, that they're going to find, they need to listen to the voice of the shepherd. He's the only one who knows what they need and where to take them to get there. 
And the other voices are going to come, and the other voices are going to uh, sort of lead astray. It says that the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And so there are other voices at work. There are other voices at play. But he's saying, my sheep need to listen to my voice, and my sheep need to follow me. We're going to see again in the coming weeks of where he leads us. But let me just begin with this question here. Is who are, whose voice are you listening to most predominantly in your life right now? Who is the voice that's speaking the loudest in your voice or in your life? See, there's a lot of other voices that I think we listen to. I, I wrote down a few. Uh, one of the voices I think we tend to listen to a lot is just the voice of self. Our own voice, uh, which I think sometimes can, can be a little deceptive and, and deceiving. Right? We have our own concerns and our own fears and our own faulty thinking, and at times we uh, listen most uh, predominantly to our own voice, and, and that's the thing that's shaping, that's the thing that's kind of directing us. Other times, I think we listen to the voice of others. Uh, maybe there's someone who's kind of risen to prominence in your life, and, and if they say it, then it kind of goes, and maybe that's a family member, maybe that's a spouse, maybe that's uh, a personality or someone you don't even know. Uh, maybe it's an author that you, you, you tend to read a lot of or, or a commentator or a, um, uh, an activist or a whoever it might be. Is there somebody who has, is there others that have a voice into your life? I think culture is speaking. I think culture has a voice. I would put that down on the list of other voices that speak. There's a general sort of tide and movement that we see going toward and away from different things. Uh, we live in a time and a place where, where there's a lot of content, right, that's all kind of being kind of crowdsourced and kind of put together. And so we, we can easily sort of see the way that the culture is kind of moving and what's the voice that we're listening to in the culture that we live. And I would also add a fourth to this list. It would be the voice of the thief or the deceiver or the enemy, the evil one. He's real. Uh, scripture says that uh, the enemy is like a lion who is seeking whom he can uh, devour. And there is an active attack upon the followers of Christ to, to be deceived and to be led astray. And sometimes I don't think that the enemy tries to counteract the message as much as he does to just sort of drown it out and sort of over the loudspeaker, if he can just kind of get enough volume and enough uh, sort of uh, uh, overbearing uh, messages sort of sent that you see that the, the deceiver is speaking into. And so maybe the place that we need to begin here is, can I just ask this question again? is whose voice are you listening to? Whose voice is speaking the loudest in your life right now? What scripture invites us to, what Yahweh invites us to, what Jesus invites us to is to follow after his voice. See, all the other voices, are. there's no guarantee of where they're gonna go. In fact, time and time again and what Scripture would say is that they lead to places where there is no comfort, where there is no rest, where there is no relief for the weariness of our soul. We're led to places where more is required and more is expected with little relief given. 
where we're going to see the, the good shepherd lead, let's kind of be reminded. We know it already, but he says, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. See, Jesus, as the good shepherd, is leading our lives to the place where comfort, rest, fulfillment, satisfaction, joy, peace is found. Do we not want these things? And yet how many times do we listen to the voices that are taking us in the opposite direction? See, one of the things that, again, I'm just kind of sharing personally that I've been really asking and kind of seeking the Lord on, and I would encourage you with it as well, is if we're going to walk in an abiding relationship with Christ, we need to be listening for his voice. And sometimes that means just kind of turning down the volume on all the other things and allowing the volume of his voice to be the loudest in our life that comes most predominantly through his word, through regular time, focused time, lengthy time in his word, allowing him to speak to us. Because he is speaking. He's communicating to us through his word, through his spirit. The question is, are we listening to his voice and following him where he is leading? So this is, again, kind of just, just wanted to sort of make sure that we're on this page. I don't think anything, again, if you've been in church any length of time, if you've been around here any length of time, nothing that I said just now was probably brand new for you. If you are investigating and looking into Christ and what does it mean to follow him, then maybe some of this is new stuff that you've never heard before. Either way, my hope is this, is that we would be reminded of this afresh, that we would take this to heart in a new way in this season. I like to say this to um, <laughs> my kids all the time, or even as we've um, done, uh, my, my wife said earlier that we've kind of spent some time in, in, in student ministry. Sometimes we repeat stuff and it's like, well, I heard this before. I've done this before. But my question is this, have you ever heard this before in this current season, at this current age, with the current responsibilities, with all the things that you're facing? Have you ever heard it right now in this spot? And the answer is no, because you've never been in this place before. And so God has old truths for new seasons to be reminded of in this. And so let's just start here and be reminded that he is our shepherd. And then from there, let's be reminded of this first truth that it says. It says the response then of David in saying that Lord is my shepherd, he simply says, I shall not want. And here's what we want to take away from that this morning is this. And number two is that the Lord comforts and cares for his sheep. The reason that David is able to make the statement, I shall not want, is because the Lord is my shepherd and he's comforting and caring for me in a way that I desperately need. The word there uh, for want is uh, not as much desire. I think we read want and we think desire. I shall not want. There's nothing that I would desire. And uh, reality would say probably the opposite. There's, there's plenty. If you were to, uh, you and I were to just kind of get a list, here's a piece of paper, here's a pen. Uh, why don't you write down all the things that you would desire? You're like, I can think of lots of things that I would desire, right? We have all sorts of things. Some of those are really good things. Um, I was desiring that I uh, had those magic numbers for the mega million. Like I could think of lots of things that I could do with that. I wasn't, there wasn't a lack of things that I was going to do um, if, 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 if that was it. Now, I didn't, I didn't get a ticket. I, I probably should have. I'm pretty sure I would have won for sure if I would have gotten it, you know. Um, but have they found the guy yet? Is it, has it been, I know that there was winning numbers, right? Is he, did they find him? I don't know. 
I don't know. All right, well, maybe it's still out there. Maybe we can do it. But here's the thing. The reality is all of us thought about it. You probably thought about it. You're like, yeah, you know, there's probably some things that I could do with that. Like there's a couple things that I desire. So it's not as much desire. What it's saying is, is it's, not, it's that, that there's nothing that's lacking. Some of your versions, maybe you have a different translation. It might say, I shall not lack. Some of you maybe memorized it in that version. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not lack. What it means is this, is that with our shepherd, there is no lack. What that does not mean is that we do not get everything that we desire, but rather that there will never be a lack of that which we need. I shall not want. There is nothing that I need that I do not have in my good shepherd. And the reality is this, is that there's lots of things that kind of are in the either necessary or nice category. And um, uh, if, if, if I can, I'd love to give one more sort of new house illustration. That's just sort of our life right now. If you've ever moved, I'll just repeat it again. It's the worst. And, um, and uh, we're really excited about our new house. We just wish that everything was like in its place and that everything was working properly <laughs> and everything. But um, yeah, so I don't hear complaining, but, but um, yeah, it just takes longer. But what, as we've done it, what we've understood is that, you know, when you move into a new house, it doesn't matter if it's an apartment, if it's a home, if it's, um, you know, a dorm, whatever it is, that there's, there's probably a list of things that, that all of a sudden you get added to your, to, to, to like your to-dos and to the, you know, to the, to the uh, shopping list. And some of these things are necessary and some of these things are nice. Um, some examples of some of the necessary things that we've had to do is uh, we've had to figure out our garage door. We were given no garage door openers. Uh, we weren't given a code or anything like that. And so we had to like figure out a way that we need to open up our garage door. Like that's kind of necessary, I think. Um, uh, there were some switches that weren't working. You went to turn on the switch, no light. And so it's like, okay, this is probably in the necessary category. We want uh, this switch to work. There was a faucet that was turned off because of a leak. It's like, well, we'd like to be able to use that faucet. And so um, that's kind of the necessary necessary category. And then on the other side, there's a whole bunch of things that would be nice, right? I, I wish that didn't have paint on it. I wish that that was kind of in a different place. I wish that that was bigger. I wish that that was kind of moved. And, and all of these things that are kind of in the necessary and nice list. What David is saying here is that when the Lord is your shepherd, there is nothing that's left on that necessary list that is not found, that is not given to you in the person of Jesus Christ. And so many times I think that we think that that's found outside somewhere else, that we have to look for that. Even as we think about Christ, this has been something that I've just been really thinking about. You're getting a lot of like um, uh, sort of the, the ramblings and, and kind of these, these thoughts that I've just been thinking about. But I think one of the things that we think about with Christ is that he's out there somewhere, right? That we need to listen to his voice out there and that he's to be found out there some of us maybe have taken it a step further and we're like, well, he's not out there. He's actually with me. He's, he's nearby and he's close. But scripture actually takes it a step further. Do you know what he says? It says that Christ is in you. That if you are in Christ, Christ is in you. He dwells within you. And so he's speaking from a place that you can clearly hear and clearly follow his voice. And he is from within providing all that you need. And so as we walk with Christ, this, this idea of this abiding relationship, this union with Christ is so, so important for us. In my, if I could give an assign, I know we're still in summer, but if I could assign homework for you this week, my homework would be this, is that you would just think and dwell upon the idea of what does it look like to abide and be in union with Christ.
that simple, if I could just kind of boil it down to that simple, because when you are abiding and in union with Christ, the things that you're looking for are met in him. Not every desire, but every single need. I think if we were to play this out with God, I will never lack the necessities. With God, I will never lack strength. With God, I will never lack peace. With God, I will never lack leadership and direction. With God, I will never lack relationship. And the reality is some of us feel the lack of these things. We're like, well, there's been plenty of times that I feel like I don't need everything, have everything I need. There's been plenty of times I don't feel like I have the strength I need. I don't have the peace I want. I don't have the direction that I'm asking for. I don't ask I don't have the relationship. And my challenge to that would be because I think we're looking in other places than to Christ for those things. When you look to Christ, you truly do find it in him. He is our good shepherd. And so what we're gonna see in this psalm is it's a picture of God's leading and he is leading to good things. Psalm 25 verse 10 says this, all the paths of the Lord are steadfast love and faithfulness. We sang about God's faithfulness. For those who keep his commandments, and his testimonies. He withholds no good thing. There is not anything that is withheld for those who are in him. And so my question on this would just be this, is where are you looking to for that satisfaction and rest? Where are you looking for the things that you lack? Because the reality is this, if you went on vacation this week, maybe you made it to Door County, maybe you made it to the Dells, maybe you went all the way to the beach, you probably got back and realized, well, it was helpful that week at the beach won't give you the rest and satisfaction that you need. And there's a whole bunch of other places that I think we try and turn that won't give us what we're looking for. That new Netflix series, right? It's gonna be distracting for a few minutes, but you're gonna turn it off and then you're gonna be right back where you were. That extra drink, that extra scroll, a better friend, a different relationship, a different whatever it might be, all the places, all the things that we try and find that rest, satisfaction and rest. And we can't get the satisfaction and rest, we at least look for distraction. Well, then help me forget that I'm in this place that we're in. And what I think Psalm 23 is shouting to us is that we don't have to look any further than to the voice of our shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. We can find that which we are looking for in him. And so if you would allow me to close our time just with that point, it's very simple this morning. Again, I don't think there's a ton of new content, but hopefully some helpful reminders, some helpful truths that I think we need to walk in this week, that we need to walk in in the weeks ahead. Because my fear is, is that fall's gonna get here, sketches are gonna ramp up, things are gonna get busy, and we're not gonna have the resilience. We're not gonna have the energy that we need. And if we keep going to the same sources and the same places, it's not gonna change for any of us. We need to look to our shepherd for all that we need, all that we want, and that we would find our deepest satisfaction, our deepest uh, fulfillment in him. Let's pray. God, we thank you for your leading voice in our life. 
God, your tender care. God, your personal concern. Lord, your presence. Who are we, Lord, that you would pursue after us? Yet that is exactly what you have done. Lord, that is what you are doing. You are calling out to us with your voice. Lord, I pray that you would give us the clarity, God, give us the understanding of your goodness, of your greatness, Lord, and that we would seek you with all of our heart. Lord, all of our strength, Lord, all of our mind, God, that our souls would be thought out, God, that the, the rest and the restoring that we're looking for would be found. And Lord, we believe your word. We believe the truth that you have said, God, that in you there is no lack God, in you, there is no want for anything else. And so, God, forgive us for the times when we have sought those in other places. God, forgive us those times when we have selfishly said, God, you're not enough. I want more. I want something else. I want something different. God, I pray that you would help us to be in this place. And Lord, for those of us maybe in the room that are, are not feeling this same thing, God, that aren't feeling the weariness, Lord, would we use these times on the mountaintop, God, on the top of the hill before going into the valley, God, would we be reminded that you are good. It doesn't matter where we're at, God, it doesn't matter what we're going through. You are present, God, you are working, you care and you comfort. And so, Lord, we look to you for that. You are our shepherd. God, would you feed us? Would you lead us? as your sheep, God, we willingly and lovingly submit and follow you. Help us to do that, we ask in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen.